Well, this Sunday I can't do it because in America it's a national holiday called the Super Bowl. It's the day uh, of the Super Bowl. Uh, you can do owl. other things. The owl <laughs> finally becomes superb. Things. We get to watch ads it's and not... then break up the ads by watching people throw an egg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Skiffy Fanny Show in 2024, the year of our Lord and Savior known as the Ikea in the fourth circle of hell. I quote, my New Year's resolution was to stop using references to the mountain goats this year to refer to our re- collective malaise. So instead, I'm using references to werewolf gimmick, also by the ma- mountain goats. Disclaimer, I don't know these songs. <laughs> I, I don't even know what you're talking about. You I am be reading talking from the cult. script I, that was put down for me to read. <laughs> I didn't. I write had no that. part in this. I said that last <laughs> year. This? I mean, to be fair, werewolf gimmick still also very confidently describes both 2022, 2023, and 2024. So, um, well, hold hold on. Who wrote that? <laughs> Somebody <I> else. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, I didn't write that. Is this a Daniel thing? No, apparently, Daniel, your job has been taken. It's, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I've empowered others to go. You have indeed. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm Sean. I'm Trish. I'm Daniel. I'm Paul the Ineligible. Oh, God. And I'm Brandon. (laughs) and today we'll share updates on this show changes and exciting things to come this year what we most enjoyed in 2023 and what we're most looking oh wait no that's not even mine in the script what am i reading that for no well we are already going way off script in this podcast (laughs) (laughs) no daniel has to do it (laughs) sorry i i was trying to log on to twitch and all of a sudden like some i couldn't log in and then all of a sudden there was this voice speaking and i thought it was some in somebody's background but it apparently was on the twitch that i wasn't signed into (laughs) So my advice to you is to mute the Twitch uh, audio and just listen to us in our private Discord Uh, channel. Okay. Um, I closed it. I'm just not even going to bother. But today, we'll share (laughs) updates on the show, changes, and exciting things to come this year, what we most enjoyed in 2023, and what we're most looking forward to in 2024, survival of our species. Using our infamous arbitrary narrowing system developed by robotic gophers and tardigrades. Okay, chat, if you liked H1, that's Sean's delivery better, vote one or H1. And if you liked <laughs> Daniel's delivery of that line of that paragraph better, vote H3 for Daniel. <laughs> oh my god. Go on, do this. it. Hey, H1 no. or H3. <laughs> I love this. This has to stay in the audio of the actual cut. Yeah, yes, they both said the same thing because of some confusion. So, did you like Sean's delivery better, H1, or Daniel's delivery better, H3? There could be only one, as Steven says in chat. There could be only one. 
Oh, uh, well, H2. Wait, H2 didn't read. Okay. Ah, rigged. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's up to me. It's up my turn now. But before yeah, it's, it's, that. It's, it's number four. Mm-hmm. It's before that. We have a lot of announcements. Or maybe three announcements. Or maybe ineligible announcements. <laughs> Who nobody actually knows. Good Lord. I'm sorry, I'm going to write that joke forever. Thank you, Dave McCarty. You're welcome. Uh, so, I just want to note, I was trying to be nice. Like, everybody gets to say something. So, like, everyone's on the script. You know, they have something to do. It's like, oh, that's really nice to show that I respect everyone. And it yeah. has turned into you made, pure chaos. You made the one tragic mistake, chaos. Uh, Sean. You assumed that we read the script beforehand. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, I read the script beforehand. I just want to go off script anyway. I mean, to be fair, I wrote it, and I already forgot that Daniel had the section. That... <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. what, why are we still reading it now? And I, I did enter into Discord to, <laughs> with the disclaimer, I am going off script. <laughs> so, this okay. is the most well, loose version of a skiffy conversation we could ever have, and we're panicking about the scripts, y'all. <laughs> it's wonderful. So... Uh, first things first on our announcement. Ch-ch-changes, turn and face the strain. Come on, you all know that song, right? Oh, you're, you're, you're I was too letting you solo. That song. You're, it was, I felt I'm not. I felt like a mango tree in the year 2000. I've never heard that song before. David Bowie. Right, it, you're too young for that song. Okay, I will I will give you a playlist, Brandon, it's fine. But we probably shouldn't sing it anymore in case we get slammed with a, you know... David Bowie's not copyright. no. David Bowie's estate's not copyright striking us. David Bowie's estate's like probably the sentient no, no, reincarnation but, of David but, Bowie. It's just happy that we're bots singing a song. Strike stuff. But but but, but, okay. but Twitch bots do. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway, if you're live with us right now, or you read our blog, then you've already figured out what the big announcement is, and that is that the Skiffy Fanti Show is going to be a live show in 2024. What does that mean? That means almost every show we produce is going to be recorded live right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash alphabet streams, which is where previous live shows have been done. They will all occur at 6.30 p.m. Central on Fridays, uh, with occasional exception. Uh, And then we'll turn those into podcasts and YouTube videos and maybe some TikToks because that's where the hip kids hang out and we got (laughs) to be there, too. So it's going to be really interesting and awesome. And, uh, you know, hang out with us. Of note is that this live format will also come to our speculative dispatch show on our Patreon exclusive Discord. Yeah, you kind of heard that right. We're going to record these exclusive shows right on our, live on our technically very old recording channel so all of our supporters can interact with us while we offer questionably educated thoughts about genre nonsense. Also, our torture cinema <laughs> live watch events will stick around on our Discord for Patreon supporters. The only thing that's changing is the time. We'll host these at 6.30 p.m. Central, the Monday before the Torture Live show, so that same week. Torture Cinema will always be the last Friday of the month, so you can put it in your calendar now. So just go back a few days to find the Monday, and that be our live watch. This month, our Patreon supporters voted on a poll theme that was selected by long-term a long-term, long-term and long-time supporter, Jeff Zelon, Exelon. Exelon, King, Exelon. Exelon. So we're going to get an email. Oh. So, <laughs> Jeff Exelon. <laughs> Exelon. 
I didn't want to put Elon there, so ex-Elon, like, because I thought, oh, that, no, Jeff, I'd get mad at that. I didn't want that email. Now we're getting both. Jeff Exelon. No, I see that now, but, like, as I was reading over it, the font on my computer is too small, and I really thought it said X-Lion. Okay, so anyway, (laughs) the theme that Jeff Exelon came up with, or suggested that we went with, is Stephen King adaptations. Uh, So we're going to be watching the Tommyknockers. Live watch is on Monday, February 19th, and the live torture show is on Friday, February 23rd. So that's live watch on the Discord channel, and then the live show on Twitch. Uh, Speaking of Patreon, we have set a goal for this year. We would very much like to get up to $100 a month to cover our basic expenses, like web hosting and stuff, to bring this show to you. That is just shy of $30 more per month. If 30 more people join uh, at the minimum level, we'll hit that mark right away. More is better, of course, but $100 a month gives us a good buffer for covering. Hosting, web management, needed services, and the infrequent broken microphone. And if money isn't a thing that you can handle, there's something everyone can do, everyone is eligible to do. You can tell your friends to give us a listen and leave us reviews on all your favorite podcasting apps, including Apple, Good Good Pods, pods. Podcast, Good Podcast Chaser, Castbox, and many more that I don't know. We've been trying to get to 50 written reviews of this show on Apple for quite a while now, and we're not there yet. We'd like to get over that hump this year so we can grow, reach your ears, and become a better show and get, you know, take over the podcasting universe. Okay, let's let's keep our goals modest, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Taking over the podcasting universe we is not that dream. difficult. <laughs> No, it's not that difficult. We only have to like, you know, whatever, like John Cena probably started a podcast last week and it's just him going, you can't see me. And then he makes a podcast that that probably has 10 million subscribers already. Like that idea, probably someone already made it and it's now a podcast. Sadly and tragically. See, just telling you, John Cena, if you'd like to come on the show, you're always welcome. Yes, please. That would actually Um, be rad. I know, right? It'd be so fun. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, there are several podcasts left to release in uh, this year that are that are from 2023. So those will be coming out kind of in spurts over the next couple of months in between us making shows like this, because this one has to come out first. Uh, so that's it for the main announcements. We've got other things to do, which is the subject of today's uh, conversation, which is we have meticulously gone through all of the things that we enjoyed in 2023 and have narrowed it down to one book thing, one media thing, and one other possibly geeky probably thing. And that is going to be where we're going to start, is we're going to go to book things first. I don't know why I'm talking like we're at like a golf show, but like, regardless, <laughs> right? Brandon, if you would maybe take a very slow, calm swing and let us know what would be the first book of the day that you enjoyed from 2023. Uh, uh, okay. God, this actually sounds very frightening to me. Please stop doing that voice. Um, so, (laughs) um, my book thing is a thing that I not only enjoyed 
reading, but a thing that I'm just genuinely very excited does in fact physically exist, which is Out There Screaming, um, the horror anthology that is edited by John Joseph Adams and Jordan Peele. Um, it is a very good collection, mind you. I will confess that I haven't finished reading it, but of these stories that I have read, um, it is actually very kick-ass, and if you haven't read it, you should read it. But it's also on the list because I think that it's just also really rad that uh, Jordan Peele is so deeply involved in horror as a genre that he not only knows all of the big players in print, but is willing to get involved with them to make, to essentially make more content. Um, and the idea of editing as curation in that sense, that this is a collection that is brought to you by Jordan Peele, um, is not necessarily as enticing as it would be to long-time horror readers, because we were going to read an anthology edited by John Joseph Adams anyway, for the most part. Um, but is very enticing and intriguing in the larger genre sense that it is an opportunity to get people who um, engage very deeply with horror film and television to go, hey, there are things that I can read. I've been reintroduced to the act of reading. Um, and more obviously, and I'm sure someone has the numbers on this more than I could, but I would like to, I'm very curious whether the star power of Jordan Peele um, made a significant impact in the sales of that book and therefore in the sales of the fiction of the writers in it uh, in a way that would be um, also similarly remarkable as a branding thing. Like, I'm curious how this has potentially broadened mainstream visibility about uh, horror fiction and especially horror short fiction um, in that sense. Because it's really, like... Their good taste, notwithstanding in the actual anthology, it's actually just very neat to make more opportunities for people to just be like, "Hey, that's cool! I should pick that book up, pick that book off that shelf." And I think that that's one of those things that happened last year. So, who's next, Brandon? I render Paul eligible. Well played, Brandon. Well played. Um, I don't know if she's still in the chat or if she's gone off streaming on her own, but I'm about to embarrass. uh, The kids are asleep because my pick for book of 2023 is Where Peace is Lost by Valerie Valdez. Um, One of my early one of my early jams of reading speculative fiction was science fantasy. I like the peanut butter and the chocolate mixed together. And this book has a former space paladin hiding on a planet escaping the empire trying to live her life quietly trying to just get along and gets whether she will or not gets wrapped up in the in the complications of the technology of the empire going wrong and threatening innocence and said space paladin has to re-engage with who she is who she was and what she could be in opposing a tyrannical space empire. No, it's not Star Wars, but it's got it's got laser swords, it's got a kick-ass paladin, it's got it's got it's queer friendly, it's it's got a diverse cast, great setting, great action sequences. 
it's going on my Hugo ballot, Valerie. Yes, yes. I don't normally talk about where I put it on my Hugo ballot, but I'm putting it on my Hugo ballot. It's really good space fantasy. It's entertaining, fast read, and makes you think about war, peace, duty, and what we owe, what we kind of owe each other, and for what we can, what we uh, have as uh, our abilities. So yeah, where peace is lost by Valerie Valdez. Read it, love it. I just bought that book at Capricorn. Perfect. I realized I could have got a free copy, but I was like, that Valerie deserves like $12 for me. So, <laughs> yeah. Good deal. All right. Who's next, Paul? I'm, I, I, I am going, I'm going to pick uh, the Triffid. All right. Um, so we're just doing books at the moment, right? Uh, Correct. Right. Or Give me a, right. a book. A written material. One, one book. One book. I have three one written down. Object. Yeah. Um, uh, it's so hard, but, uh, I guess I can boost the most people at once if I mention Rosalind's Siblings, edited by Bogey Tagax, I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, it's a collection of short stories, uh, in honor of, um, Rosalind Franklin, who was, uh, kind of erased from her work in under understanding DNA. Well, kind of, I say, but she certainly didn't get a Nobel Prize like Watson and Crick. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, it's a salute to her by, uh, uh, honoring scientists, uh, uh, who are, who are female or of marginalized, uh, genders or, or, uh, or exploited due to their gender, um, and uh, just it's a an, an very interesting range of poetry and uh, sh- stories, stories that combine poetry and prose. Um, uh, just just a whole lot of really interesting things that I wouldn't have run across otherwise. A lot of new authors, um, uh, and it's from Athos Arts, and it's just a, a, a neat. Uh, Voyage of Exploration. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yep. There is a review of it up at Skiffy and Fanty. Excellent. And who's next? Well, um, I guess Daniel. Wait. Yes. Yes, Daniel. <laughs> That's a little alarming. Like, was there another person here other than me? I, I got confused for a second. But yes, Daniel, please proceed. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to pick for my choice a book that is somewhat fantasy adjacent. Uh, it is titled Recital of the Dark Verses by Luis Philippe Fabre. I hope I'm pronouncing that relatively correctly. It's translated by Heather Cleary. And so I had reviewed this for World Literature Today. And it is a novel that is somewhat akin in style, and it takes influence from um, something like Waiting for Godot in some ways. But it is about a bailiff and his two um, assistants who travel to a monastery in Spain for the task of transferring the body of St. John of the Cross um to uh his new home for the saints um remains in segovia and so saint john of the cross was a carmelite poet and a mystic and so this book features fantasy in the sense of religious mysticism and is the saint actually the body actually you know 
putting out sweet aromas and such? Is it influencing the people around in the town? What effect does the saint's life have in terms of magic, in a way, on people's lives? But what I loved about this book is that I'm not normally one to love poetry. I have a really hard time connecting with poetry of all the different types of art form. But this one really led me to appreciate the poems of St. John in the context then of this overall story. And I loved how the author balanced the themes of what it is to be human with a lot of wonderful comedic elements. And so the book was a lar- it was very entertaining to read from a literary point of view, but also there were parts that were just laugh out loud funny at the comic characters, particularly the two assistants for the bailiff. So I would recommend it, particularly if you are someone who likes historical fantasy. Um, again, fantasy, it's very light, but um, I think it would appeal to um, fans of fantasy that also really like historically rich details. Cool. And so that brings us, I think, to, to Sean. Yeah, that's correct. It is to me. So uh, the book that I picked, I didn't read as much last year for reasons I think everybody knows. Uh, which will come up later, so it's fine. Um, but the book that I that I think a lot of people have heard about and that we covered because we had this individual on for an episode that I really, really loved is Wole Talabi's uh, Shigadi and the Brass Head of Abolifan, which is probably my favorite book of last year. It is a wildly interesting book. He handles morally ambiguous characters in very, I think, delicate and somewhat challenging ways, which, frankly, I don't get to see in a lot of literature as much as these days as I would like. Um, He obviously has some fun playing around with, like, the idea of repatriating items from museums and the politics of that. Uh, It gets into the complexities of godhood and coercion and all these kinds of things. I think it is arguably one of the best works of fantasy uh, so far this decade. Uh, and there's others I would put in that list too, but we don't have time. So um, it is just a really good work, and I really recommend it. And if you're interested in catching our interview, you can go to episode 747, which is there, but I'll also link in the show notes for when this comes up as a podcast or a YouTube video so folks can get to it. But it is really good, and uh, Talibi is just honestly a really delightful individual and also likes boxing, so like we get along. Yeah. Sorry for my noisy keyboard, yeah. but the it's yeah. again. Oh, I saw in chat. Yeah, people wanted to see Chiggity and the brass Obal- head of I believe it's Obafalon, something like that. Chiggity and the brass Obalophon. head. We'll get you there. I believe it. Yeah, but yeah, Sh- Chiggity and the brass head. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, Wola to lobby. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. So now that brings us to media, and it is now my turn to to choose. And uh, so a media object that everybody enjoyed in 2023. I am going to go with Daniel first. So Daniel, what's your media thing? So I actually was just looking up because I am a huge horror fan and looking at like lists of 2023 horror movies. I don't think I've seen anything new in 2023, unfortunately for horror. I've you don't, it doesn't like have to be new. Stuff. It, okay. it doesn't well, have to be new. The one, one thing that I have seen that I will then new Godzilla minus one. 
was a highlight. I'm not the world's biggest Godzilla fan, but I definitely do appreciate it. Um, might be on other people's top or near the top. Um, I just absolutely adored this movie. I, if I remember correctly, I wrote a review of it on the Skiffy and Fanny blog. Um, okay. Um, I just love the depth of it. The, the really well done effects on a relatively small budget compared to what Hollywood's about Hollywood films usually waste in terms of budget. Um, the acting was great. It was powerful and emotional. Um, yeah. So I absolutely loved the heck out of Godzilla minus one. And I'm looking forward to more from them. Excellent. All right. What's next? And Who's next? Are we, are we going in reverse order? Or can I pick anyone? You can pick you can anybody pick anyone. you want. Anyone? Hmm. All right. I'm going to go with Brandon. Yes, because I immediately wanted to follow that up. Um, <laughs> my memory is bad, so I'm probably cheating, but I'm going to say it anyway because I didn't get to finally see it until 2023. But that counts. You consumed in 2023. That counts. That's the criteria. Good, because the answer is Shin Kamen Rider. Of course. Of <laughs> course. I could have guessed. <laughs> right? I had to wait so goddamn long to see it. Um, But... One of the reasons why I wanted to follow Daniel is to mention the fact that on the um, uh, film rating site Letterboxd, Godzilla Minus One is the to- is one of the top rated movies of the year, regardless of genre. And in the science fiction genre, it and uh, Shin Kamen Rider are um, in the top ten. So we were having a bumpy year for Tokusatsu. It's slowly also, be- like, the genre is slowly also becoming um, more available outside of the West as well, which is saying a lot considering that a lot of the systems are still broken. But I'm genuinely really hyped that we are getting closer to people consuming more and thinking more about the Tokusatsu genre. Godzilla Minus One is one of those very good examples of this is what a Godzilla movie should be doing. Um... But uh, Shen Kamen Rider as well, again, did all the things that I knew it was going to do. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, uh, I would like to remind people that when you are thinking of films that may become eligible for um, long-form categories in particular awards, um, to think about movies where you have to consider the... What was the word... What were the words that... um, uh, Bong Joon-ho used the one-inch wall of subtitles um, that was that one must uh, leap across in order to consume more media. I think if you can, if you have seen Godzilla Minus One and you are um, nominating for awards, please remember that uh, talented people who do not live in the U.S. also require also require validation because. Godzilla Minus One and Shin Kamen Rider were both rad and deserve to be nominated. So that's me, Paul. That's you. Well, hold on. Before me? Paul, I have to say a quick thank you. And uh, We just got a gifted a sub from Configuration Queen to Stephen Geigen Miller. Yay! Thank you for that. And Configuration thank Queen you. has also just subbed yeah. uh, to this channel. So thank you. Double. You get two thank yous. <laughs> which means we all say thank you on cue. So one, two, three... Thank, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. That was Merci. not on you at all, but still. Now, Paul. Paul. You. Okay. 
I, I am I am going to go with a video game and it's going to be on my Hugo Battle for Best Video Game of the Year. And it'll be no surprise that it is Baldur's Gate 3. Um, oh, oh, of course. Of course. Come on. Well, 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 I mean, I mean, there was no Civ, good Civ title released <laughs> last year. So I had to go back into, uh, com, uh, you know, computer role-playing games. And Baldur's Gate 3 was, has been there for me with... Uh, a great cast of NPCs, lots of dialogue, nice big chunk of world, and in three solid acts, and uh, it made the Gith Yankee cool again. I think Charlie Charlie Strauss got a boost because people realized, oh, he invented the Gith Yankee back in 1982, and now um, Gith Yankee is a major NPC in Baldur's Gate. So I kind of appreciate going way back to the early days of D and D with this game. Um, it's it's I the 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 characters are the characters are interesting. You can customize your character, although you can't customize as much as you'd like if you play on the easy difficulty. There's been a ton of mods out that people have been playing and replaying this game because of the story and the connections they make with the characters and the such the diverse and wide open world with all these little stories. I miss stuff. I miss the owl bear cub, which everybody loves. I miss the cub entirely because this game is so freaking large that I just missed it. There's just so much in this world that they, it's a labor of love from Lariat Studios. And yes, it, if you're at all interested in playing D&D as a computer game, Baldur's Gate 3 is here for you. Paul, you will be very amused to hear that uh, one of my students today uh, had left a couple discussion questions for class about Baldur's Gate. And I was bringing it up in class and another student went, oh, is Baldur's Gate good and this student turned like like wham like, and just went like it's amazing <laughs> like with all this energy and then he was like oh well what, what's so good about the game and the, the student went like well do their hands like was so passionate about this game and it was like it made me so happy because they're so like normally you don't get that kind of passion this student was like no it's the best thing <laughs> so anyway Baldur's Gate 3 I guess play it <laughs> And once again, because I'm predictable, I'm going to pick the Triffid. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Um, so media. I didn't actually watch a lot of TV or, or, um, or yeah, I mean, not even streaming or movies this year because I, for some reason, have been in a mode of watching actual play and a lot of it. Um uh, but the thing that I most enjoyed watching last year was 28 three-hour episodes long-ish, and that's a lot of commitment. So if you want something huge, uh, I highly recommend going back to Chaosium's YouTube channel and watching their uh, Call of Cthulhu game, A Time to Harvest. It's awesome. Great roleplay. But... For everyone else, who <laughs> isn't me, probably. Uh, Configuration Queen already mentioned in chat, uh, Polite Society, which is just absolutely a delightful movie about two sisters, one of whom is convinced she has to rescue the other from uh, a, a fiancé that she thinks is not, for, not good for her sister. Um... Uh, but to my surprise, while watching it, I found out that there are also genre elements. Uh, it was totally marketed as a, you know, teenage rom-com type of thing. But there's also some fun uh, science fictional stuff going on, too. 
Cool. Yep, so Polite Society. Movie. That's the name of the movie. Polite Society. Yep. Okay. Yep, you yep, you finish this up, Sean. Okay. Well, my media thing's personal because uh I, I in dis- December and May of last year, I spent time with my wife and she lives in another country. And one of the things that we I well, I should say it's mostly me pushing this because she's not really a like a movie TV person. But like I like the idea of like snuggling up and watching something together like that's kind of cute. and I think it's adorable and it I don't know, like I'm a sap. So whatever. Uh but she hates friends, right? And I figured like sitcoms tend to be really good entryways into like American culture. They may have jokes, but some sitcoms are like pretty understandable and you can kind of follow the plot lines and it's a good way of introducing her to American culture. But she hates friends. She just does not get she doesn't like the characters. The second Ross cheats on Rachel, she's like, I mm, like she just like wants to throw him down a well. So it's like, okay. <laughs> Well, my favorite show is is How I Met Your Mother. I really, 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 really like that show. So I thought I'd show her that. And she took to it really, really well. And so much so that we now quote the show to each other, which <laughs> is very adorable. Uh, so How I Met Your Mother is the thing for me that last year, because I, I, I got to rewatch a lot of it. We watched, I think, five seasons, four seasons last, last year with my wife. And... It's very, very adorable, and we're having so much fun with it. Uh, and I, and uh, yeah, she's just and she'll quote, she'll quote like Barney to me and all these kinds of things, and it is very adorable. So, anyway, sappy answer. You have to deal with it. <laughs> so that leads us to the other category. Uh, other is really for anything, but tends to be for hopefully something vaguely geeky. Uh, so. Oftentimes people do things like they went to a convention or they experienced something in fandom that made them happy, but it doesn't have to be. It can be anything. And so, because I like throwing caution to the wind and being weird, uh, we're going to go with Paul. Me? Okay, Yeah. Me. What's your other thing? And it can't be this whole Hugo fiasco. That can't be your thing. That, 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 that's <laughs> yeah. not a it happy thing. So why, would, why would I pick that? Yeah. Dear but God, you're mining would... it. You're mining it right now for comedy, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> That's the only way I could keep from screaming at what happened. Um, so one, one, one of the other catastrophes that happened last year was that my camera died. So my camera of 10 years um, gave up the ghost. So I decided to buy a new camera, and I decided to switch from DSLR to a mirrorless camera. And I've been learning the lore of mirrorless photography, which has very some very different quirks to it and i've been it's been energized my photography i mean this winter has been terrible conditions for photography mind you but my enthusiasm photography which was never ever depping has actually increased because i'm eager to learn and explore what i can do with a mirrorless camera and i i lust after mirrorless lenses and i'm looking forward to the eclipse in april next year although i'd be looking forward i i I'm in, I'm enthused with the power of how good cameras have gotten in the last few years. I mean, my camera was old. I mean, this camera's got better everything. It's like it's like it's like getting a brand new car in a way, and just like wow, cars can do this stuff now. Yes, cameras can do this stuff now. So yes, mirrorless photography is my other geeky thing. 
Um, no, I'm not going to pick the Trippet this time because I, I'm not entirely predicted. Instead, I'm going to pick Brandon. Hi. Um, so, <laughs> um, being, I guess, the person who is most invested in, um, uh, tabletop design as well as play, um, I decided I was going to treat myself this year to a thing, um, which I still yet haven't played out of the box, even though it has an online component that I also haven't gotten anyone to agree to come together and play. But I'm still excited to do a thing with it when I do get to do it, play it, which is, uh, Rafael D'Amico's The Zone, which, um, is best described as, have you ever just wanted to play Jeff Van Der Meer's Annihilation? Um, oh god, Sean, you're gonna poke your own eye out. <laughs> you're yeah. describing me, Brandon. I've always wanted to play that. I guess you're on the list now. Um, but yeah, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very eager to play the thing. It's... I am always in the mood for more weird uh, TTRPG, so I was already going to be into it. Um, I like that it is, um, like, GM-less and so very strongly uh, card-prompt-based that once everything starts flowing, everybody's just doing all of the things that they're supposed to do. Um, and... The campaign was also very weird and very wild. There were a lot of very interesting Kickstarter campaigns for TTRPGs this year. Um, and I can sh- shout out a couple of others as well, such as Triangle Agency, where the literal images for some of the stretch goals were broken in a way as to obscure what you were actually paying for, which I thought was incredibly hilarious. Um, but weird TTRPGs are in. The Zone is just one of those very good examples of um, folks who are so deeply aware and into uh, genre conventions that we otherwise would think are difficult to um, dramatize in media, let alone at a table with your friends. Um, uh, I'm very excited to get a chance to do some of that uh, wild stuff with a table. And now that I know that there are more people who want to do that, I guess I need to do that soon now, don't I? Um, so yeah, that's me. Uh, I'm going to take that as your invitation that you want to go next, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, well, I'm on the, I'm on the selfish train because I'm just thinking about things that like really made me happy last year. And so you're just going to have to deal with that. Uh, but last year, uh, I had entirely too much fun doing torture cinema live on this channel uh so much so that when i was editing episodes for it there were moments when i had to like stop and take a walk because i i was like in a place where i was i really couldn't burst out laughing and like in tears but like things people have said on torture cinema since we started doing it live uh it is utter chaos it's delightful and it makes me really happy so uh some of them are like unhinged episodes, but I think being able to do things like rambling our way through something that isn't really like a movie review and yet still manages to say smart things about movies while being full of humor and ridiculous stories and people's like weird eccentric nonsense. That is like work 
every minute I have to spend editing the audio to make it clean enough for release. So uh, <laughs> that's why I picked Torture Cinema last year. It's so fun. I I cannot wait to do more of it. We're going to have a blast, uh, even though I can't technically drink very much anymore. So it's going to be sober. But don't worry. Even sober, uh, we can go nuts. It's fun. <laughs> so. Uh, okay. So then who's left? Is it Daniel and Trish? Bacteria and Triffids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Daniel. So Trish has to go last this time. All right. Uh, so in 2023, I was I had the joy of being able to do sabbatical research. And so that, I would say, is probably my geeky thing. Um, one of my research projects um, is on E. coli. And so E. coli is normally a small rod-shaped bacteria. And the one project that I'm working on that I made a lot of headway on during the research is I study a protein from a virus that infects E. coli. And when it infects E. coli and that protein is expressed, E. coli goes from rod shape to round. And they actually start looking like big footballs at first, and then they become like round cells, and then they burst. And so this viral protein does that by messing up their cytoskeleton. And I was able to isolate a bunch of mutations in E. coli that made it resistant and map those to a potential target, um, one of the cytoskeletal proteins in E. coli. But then I also got additional evidence that maybe it's working through one of the accessory proteins that that cytoskeletal protein works with. And so there's like lots of good data that I got that kind of opens up a bunch of avenues to explore in the research. And so one of the cool things that I love about science is, of course, it allows speculation. And I might be making up speculative fiction in my mind about how this is all working in the bacteria, but that's what getting to do the experiments is fun, because you get to see, like, is it fiction or is it maybe actually how things are working? So that, that was my joy. I have a question for you as a non like, So is the reason you're studying, like, is this to figure out like how to kill E. coli or is it just more, just better understanding how E. coli works or is it both? Better understanding of just the basic cell biology of how E. coli works. Yes. Okay. Which I guess um, theoretically but, that research could be used for other things. Could be used for other things. I mean, most of the biggest developments in technology, biotechnology, have come from just studying basic science, not from like asking some specific question, but just understanding how cells work. Like CRISPR-Cas for gene editing, it was it came from just studying how bacteria are resistant to viruses. And that has absolutely nothing to do with human health. But Isn't it true? Now we have gene editing capabilities. So Isn't it true, Daniel, that there are more viruses that infect bacteria than viruses that infect anything else? What was that? Sorry. Isn't it true that there are more viruses that infect bacteria than than infect anything else? Yes, because there's more bacteria. And I mean, there might also be archaea. A lot of archaeal viruses, we've only begun really finding them. Oh, okay. Um, but since there's so many, I mean, most things on Earth are bacteria in terms of cell cellular life. So there's more viruses for them than viruses for anything else. 
but in just like a small bit of water, like a teaspoon maybe, of water, there's more viral particles than like stars in the observable universe. It's some crazy yeah. thing like it, that. It, 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 yeah. And so there's I, just like so much virus out there that. Yeah. How I, are we I, not I, dead? I learned these facts because back in the 90s. Because, because they don't. Most of them. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Most of them don't like, you know, they're very host specific. And most of them evolve towards not killing, but just, you know, taking advantage of and weakening slightly. But they don't, they don't want us to die. We're their ride. Oh, well, that's a fair point. That I, I don't know the science of it because I don't fully understand it, but I had heard from some scientists explaining that maybe the reason that COVID, for example, which is a SARS virus, is deadly but not as deadly as the actual SARS virus is maybe possibly a mutation to get it to live longer so it can transmit more effectively. Because if I'm understanding correctly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Daniel, uh, Right. It, if you kill too quick, you have less chance of infecting more Correct. people. So like the yeah. common cold, we're probably never getting rid of because that damn thing doesn't really kill very many people, but it spreads like wildfire. Uh, exactly. Versus, yeah. yeah. Uh, do we, do we so need to be really good? Ex yeah, now we explain R not to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have a maybe whole another day. We'll, but you know, when Daniel yes, and I start we, these, Daniel we should explains get to science to Sean's <laughs> show. <laughs> Uh, we should get to Trisha's other, though. <laughs> yeah, Tri Trivet, go for it. Which I'm guessing doesn't involve bacteria. Uh, I suppose it could, uh, but uh, my other is a very wide-ranging thing because my, uh, you know, one of my favorite discoveries of 2023 was the Good Friends of Jackson Elias, which is... Uh, uh, it's a podcast and that's fun, but what's really great is the Discord community that uh, organizes a bunch of pickup games all the time. They're mostly horror-related. Some of them are, you know, uh, a lot of them are, uh, you know, Cthulhu-related uh, Delta and Delta Green and things like that. But they also have a bunch of other things like uh, Mothership and uh, some lighthearted stuff like Moonlight on Roseville Beach. Um, which is about, you know, a resort community and the uh, people who live there year-round and try to keep the monster stuff, you know, on the down-low. Um, uh, and it's a very positive community, um, LGBTQ plus friendly, uh, definitely in chat and also in, in the games. All the games that are organized are, are you know, say that as a prerequisite. Um, and... Uh, uh, it's just, um, I've had, I've played a lot of one-shot games there, experienced some, some, a lot of new systems, and, uh, you know, if you don't like horror at all, you probably won't like it, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's, um, I've found it to be a very positive, friendly, and uplifting place to visit and play on. And aren't they having a game convention? Yes, thing? they're having a free online gaming convention the first weekend in March. So you have to uh, join their Discord and register, but basically, you know, if, as long as you promise to abide by the community standards, which are basically, be nice to people, don't be a jerk, um, uh, then you can sign up to, for, for games. Cool. That's fantastic. Well, thanks, Trish. All right. 
We've done 2023. It is done. We have put it behind us. 2023 is donezo. Right? Now we're on to 2024. We are free of 2023. That's right. We got those rhymes for you, Brandon. Thank you. I appreciated yeah. that very deeply. You're welcome. Uh, some might some might say I'm spitting bars. I don't know if that's what they call. You didn't get days, that far. You didn't they... get that far. But I still no, love you. I didn't get that far. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll try harder next time. Uh, anyway, so 2024 is all the new stuff. So uh, we're gonna go to Brandon, and Brandon's gonna start with a book object that Brandon is excited for in 2024. And so Brandon, what is that book object? Or is it Daniel? I don't remember. You know what? It's Daniel. Sorry, because okay. the script says Daniel. I wrote the... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, look. It's Daniel's turn now. I'm just confusing everybody. So, Daniel, give us okay. the book thing that you're interested in. Um. So... Oh, God. Just one. Uh, yes. Quick one is The Lotus Empire by Tasha Suri. I've really enjoyed the first two books in her Burning Kingdom series, and so I am very much excited uh, for the third one to see where that goes. But even more broadly, another would be that I ordered Valancourt Books um, Paperbacks from Hell series. And so I'm very much looking forward to this coming year reading all of those paperbacks from Hell that I got. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's short but sweet. Um, Paul, me. Okay. Um, well, there's there's a short story writer, a good friend of mine by the name of John Wiswell. He's been slowly building up a reputation as a short story writer for years. I've been following his work for a long time. He's finally broke through to get acclaim and awards, and this spring he's finally writing a novel, someone you can build a nest in. So yes, it involves monsters and monster hunters because. All of his stories involve monsters, and I'm really, really excited to see what he can do in a long form. He's been building his skills. He's been doing really well. He's been getting acclaim. He's he's really honed his craft as a short story writer. I'll see what he wanted, what what he will do with that in his classic, humorous, dark, funny, poignant, and painfully true story of monsters in a, in a novel length form. So that's someone you can build a nest in by John Wiswell. And now I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Triffid. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I've got a bunch of books on my plate <laughs> from the library. You know, no I, I consider it a victory if I go to the library and turn in more books than, uh, than I've, check out um i also have tons on my kindle and stuff uh and other apps um but uh, uh libby and hoopla obviously um but uh one thing one of the many many things that i'm looking forward to is the next set of issues of new edge sword and sorcery magazine um i i did a review of their zero issues zero through two uh this fall, um, and uh, they are doing a Kickstarter for the next couple of issues, um, and uh, that will include a an authorized by the estate new 
Jarell of Jory story, uh, authorized by C.L. Moore's estate. Um, and, uh, uh, but, you know, um, they also have a whole lot of new, uh, writers. Their, their focus is on, um, uh, pulp is fun, you know, it's a, it has, it's a genre with a long history and some of that history is bad, but, uh, the New Edge, um, is, uh, focusing on stories by, uh, uh, people of color, uh, people of, uh, uh, you know, marginalized genders, um, uh, is it the, you know, first few issues had a lot of diversity in it and just a lot of unexpected stuff that was fun to read, uh, some great art. And so I'm looking forward to, I hope the cook, the, uh, uh, I think it's backer kit. I hope it funds again, uh, for the next couple of issues. And I look forward to seeing what that comes, what that comes up with. Yep, Harry Turtledove's been contracted to write a story, too. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, but also a lot of new authors. But also a lot of new authors, authors of color, diverse authors. Yep. Yes, I, I shouldn't bury the lead there. <laughs> Apologies. Oh, um, 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 Sean? <laughs> I, think, I think Sean wants to go. Yes. No, I, I'm fine either way. Okay, so my book thing for this year is an interesting one because it probably says something about where I'm interested in reading fiction from. Uh, so there's a book called Your Utopia Stories by Bora Chung, which is translated by Anton Hur. It's coming out from, I can't remember which publisher, but it's one of the Hatchet book group people. Uh, this is a collection of science fiction stories from, if I am correct, a South Korean writer, uh, and I am very interested because a couple of years ago, I read another book that was also by a South Korean uh, science fiction writer. And uh, that book was really, really, really good. Uh, for, I think it was in 2022. Uh, very excellent work. And so I'm excited for this one. Uh, I will just read briefly a little bit about the book. From the acclaimed author and translator of the National Book Award finalist, Cursed Bunny, a fresh, uncanny, and utterly profound collection of stories set in near and distant futures that reflect our deepest fears and deepest desires. Boro Chung's inimitable, inimitable, inimitable? That is a hard word, y'all. Inimitable <laughs> blend of horror, absurdity, and dark humor reaches its peak in these tales of loss and discovery, dystopian idealism, and death and immortality. That's my book. I, I just, I've, I want it. I want it right now. Sounds, sounds ace to me. All right, Brandon, it's your turn. It's me. Um, so books are hard for me every, uh, every year we do this because I actually read the least out of the five people present, uh, and have been reading, <laughs> have, it's been worse for me to keep up with books recently, um, because I'm working and so many other things are happening. Um, so I say all of this to preface that someone else other than me should be held responsible. Because I only learned a couple of hours ago that Catherine Valenti is writing a sequel to Space Opera. Um, so Space Oddity is coming out in uh, June... In May of 2024, and I want it in my eyes immediately. Um, uh, space opera was rad. Um, I am like already like personally, mentally connected 
to the overall initial premise of the the Meta Galactic Grand Prix, not because of Eurovision, which I have read elsewhere is Valenti's uh, particular touchstone for um, uh, the Grand Prix, but uh, some of you may know for the last couple of years on, on my Twitch, I do a recap of a uh, Japanese New Year stream called the Kwaku Utagasen, um, which is also a performance, also a music performance competition, but the lowest stakes ever, and yet also I am so dramatic about it every single year. Um, so more music competitions. I I want to consume more of the thing. Um, it's always incredibly radical to me to see people write um, more SFF that is willing to interrogate the idea of resolving conflict in other ways than violence and how that can still be fraught and intense. Um, so yeah, I need space oddity very badly. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So I, it's already literally physically in my calendar now. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. And was that everybody? That was, was everybody. Cool. Which means you get to decide who does the next thing, which is media object. I want to hear Paul's first. Okay. Paul, Paul's, Paul's is going to get a glare from Sean and possibly other people. <laughs> because, because, because once upon a time when the world was young, mm-hmm. Paul, Paul, Paul read a science fiction novel that had a main character named Paul. And Paul, Paul oh, considers this one on. of his hard books. Paul <sighs> considers this one of his touchstones. And that's not called the Amber Chronicles. So <laughs> any any adaptation of said touchstone immediately draws my interest. So yes, the second, the Dune Part 2 movie is what I'm looking forward to in 2024. I am killing Sean, ladies and gentlemen, live on the Skippy Fanty channel. This is not my dream. It's apparently my nightmare. Yes, I know. I know the first one is not universally loved and admired by everybody. I see Sean is... Falling out of the screen. Oh, God. <laughs> what did I do? I apologize to the rest of my patrons, my my, uh, my channel uh, friends here. Maybe I picked the wrong thing. I probably did. But I still, I want to see Dune Part 2 because the Dune story is 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 the is is the classic uh, he, hero conquers the universe but also deconstructs that heroism in in interesting ways and i always find it's something interesting in any adaptation of dune i come across so yes i'm interested in see seeing what this second dune movie does right and does wrong sorry sean i know you hate me no it's fine it's All fine right. uh, i Take- do want to note steven has made an a plus joke the mud weemer <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Ah! Oh my god! Boo! Wow, that's that, that one leaves a mark. That one leaves a mark. It's perfect. Okay. Wow. Well, to 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 to, to make up for that, I'm going to pick you next, Sean. Wow. Okay. So I don't really watch a lot of new stuff anymore because I'm an old curmudgeon and I don't want to pay for every streaming service and I don't go to the movie theater anymore because people are jerks and people keep keep trying to fight me at movie theaters and I'm kind of tired of it. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So for the better part, basically since COVID, I stopped paying attention to like new stuff. Uh, so it's kind of hard to pick like new thing coming in 2024 because I I realized I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, there is a Bong Joon Ho movie coming out, which may be interesting. 
called Mickey 17, which is based on a book by Edward Ashton called Mickey 7. And it the premise, as far as I can tell, is it, it deals with a person who's like a planet colonizer. They They like send him out on a ship to basically help prepare a planet for for people to come and the idea is that like he dies and then he's cloned and that clone has more or less all of his memories and then he dies and then clone and so on and so forth uh and so it it sounds like it could be really interesting and giving that it's jun home's uh production that it's maybe going to be even more interesting than the premise implies and uh, I don't know. It could be. I think it has Robert Pattinson in it. I don't know. It, it just looked. It looked. Look, I saw Bong Joon Ho and I went, okay, that one. So uh, because that that sounds interesting to me, and I'll probably watch it when it comes out on the, um, on, on streaming. Because I'm sure in, I don't go to chat, movie theaters anymore. It, in in chat, configuration queen is is telling us to join join her on Monster Dawn on Mastodon on Sunday nights, and we watch old monster movies on Internet Archive, Tubi, YouTube, and other places. I have I have joined some of these things and some of these movies have been rather wild and weird. Well, and this fun. Sunday I can't do it because in America it's a national holiday called the Super Bowl. It's the day uh, of the Super Bowl. So you can do owl. other things. The owl <laughs> finally becomes superb. Thing. We get to watch ads it's and not... then break up the ads by watching people throw an egg. <laughs> yes, that that's exact. That's exactly what the Super Bowl is. Yeah. Uh, but at least they're the the ads that they like let creative people make. But 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 this year apparently there's a new subplot to the eggs and and the and, uh, and, and yes and the that Taylor Swift is trying to with, take with, over with, the United States. Right, exactly. Are we talking so about we Taylor Swift? Yeah, which is better yeah, than the alternative. To be fair, she's running for president. So yeah, yeah, yeah. well, running for God Queen. But yes, I mean she's gonna have to fight Beyonce for that. Yeah, but we'll see how it goes. Oh, configuration queen, you sweet winter child. <laughs> no, the Super Bowl uh, no, will not no, be over by 9 be. Eastern. <laughs> no, 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 no. Whether it's over Even depends it a lot were. on how badly one team gets beat. <laughs> Even if it were, oh. the like the rest of uh, the United States processing the Super Bowl will still take another two and a half hours. <laughs> Well, especially since it's Usher, so there might be a nipple this time. Again? Usher no, has new people music are apparently worried. What? Usher has new music this year, so that's actually going to be kind of rad. It'll be interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. But anyway, okay, so I have to pick somebody. Uh, so who, who has not gone yet? Me, this, just your part. Every- yeah, so you, 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 again, you have the choice of the bacteria or the trifid. Or, uh, or the tentacle. Yeah, I didn't say anything yet either. We're going to go. Oh, that's, oh, that's, oh, the tentacle. Oh, we're going to yeah. go with Brandon then. Brandon, it's your turn. Ah, okay, cool. Uh, media, we said, right? Cool. Media. Yeah, oh, media I object. Got... I was distracted media, by the fact that object. Taylor Swift was going to take over the world. Um, so. <laughs> I can think As of worse overlords. <laughs> right? Um, so, um, media I've been paying a closer attention to for the same reason that I constantly harp on, uh, on other shows in the Skiffy and Fanti network, which is, why is it so frustrating that so many cool movies and TV shows are coming out all the time, and they're never gonna make it to Trinidad? Um, and one example of that, um, which, 
were, which made its premiere at the Sundance Film Festival this January. And I saw a trailer uh, for it recently and was immediately, immediately hooked. Um, is Handling the Undead, um, which is a Norwegian adaptation of a Swedish novel by uh, Jan Ivide Lindquist. Um, and the screenplay is co-written by Lindquist, and it's director Thea uh, Hisvendal, um, which is uh, a, like, mystery drama zombie movie about people discovering that their loved ones have returned from the dead different and changed and i'm like this feels moody and intense in the kinds of ways that i wish more uh horror adjacent parts of um sff media would um cling to more often which is not to say that it doesn't happen but i love it a lot when a horror when a horror story is about how people feel about things that are not frightening only to discover that frightening things are happening. Um, so this is my jam, and I'm probably never going to see it until 2026, but it's here, because it's, it's coming <laughs> out. In fact, it's out in Norway today. Um, oh, fantastic. Norway. Yeah, so um, everybody else, I, I'm glad actually to have to wait like everybody else, but I will have to wait much longer than everybody else, obviously. Um, but yes, that looks rad and I'm definitely eager to see it. So that's me, Daniel. (laughs) Um, media, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice (laughs) would be for me. Beetlejuice is one of my favorite movies ever, and apparently they're making a sequel. Uh, apparently, it has Catherine O'Hara in it, who I adore. It has Winona Ryder in it, who I adore. Michael Keaton's in it. Love Michael Keaton. And Jenna Ortega's going to be it, and I like Jenna Ortega. I enjoyed her in X, and I finally got to watch Wednesday, uh, and enjoyed Wednesday. So, I am cautiously optimistic on Beetlejuice Beetlejuice less optimistic <laughs> on apparently they're doing another Ghostbusters movie another uh yeah it it somehow involves the world freezing over or potentially freezing over like an ice age or something through an ancient relic um which Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice two of my favorite movies ever uh Ghostbusters since then has not lived up beetlejuice hasn't had a chance so i yeah again i'm optimistic i haven't looked if danny elfman is composing the score um but beetlejuice is also one of my favorite film scores along with edward scissorhands um so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to that did you ever play the ghostbusters video game i did on my friend's old i'm assuming it was like a commodore maybe there was like a ghostbusters video game that we used to play at his house a lot along with secret of monkey island uh and i love that game i never there's an nes version of it and i still to this i mean i have an nes right behind me and so i still play nes games on the nes but i don't have ghostbusters can i ask what's on your shoulder daniel uh it's army the armadillo 
And I believe Brandon has a question for you. Uh, a comment. I just wanted to give Daniel good news. Uh, Elfman was, uh, Elfman announced that he was, uh, returning to compose the sequel in May of 2023. Um, so I guess you're gonna have a good time. I've never seen the original Beetlejuice, so I guess Hope. I should do that. Hopefully. It's you a should. lot of fun. It's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. All I know is Harry Belafonte, uh, a Harry Belafonte song is in it. Yes. So I, when I was a kid, when I first saw it, like I was absolutely in love with the style of the movie, the mixture of horror and comedy. Um, and I loved the soundtrack and I asked my parents, can I buy the soundtrack? And they asked me like, why? They were very confused. It was like, I love the music. And they're like, they listen to it and they're like, oh, it's Harry Belafonte. And they're like, we'll buy you a Harry Belafonte. And I'm like, well, yeah, I love that. But it's not just that. I love that and I love the score. I like the combination of them both out. Um, and I never, not until like maybe three years ago did I finally get the soundtrack. So. Cool. Excellent. All right. So then it comes down to Triffitt. Well, I'll it make this short and sweet. Uh, I looked through lists of movies coming out in 2024, and they were almost all sequels and prequels, and I didn't care. And I tried searching for games coming out in 2024, and they only showed me video games, which I don't really play much. And I tried searching RPGs, and they only showed me video games, which I don't care about. And I tried searching TTRPGs, and they only showed me video games, which I don't care much about. So I'm skipping this article, this uh, category. Sorry. I'm sure some fun stuff will come out, and hopefully I'll hear about it and get a chance to watch. Wow. Wow, you could have mentioned that we're doing the second part of A Ruthless Hive next week on Tuesday. Oh, right. Yes. Um, I'm sure that'll be I fun. That might, I, I thought that might have gone under other, though. Not under me. And what about the Tommyknockers? Aren't you excited about watching the Tommyknockers? Uh, I voted for something else in that poll. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. So did I. <laughs> well, Trish, then you get to take us to other. So who would you like to go for other? <sighs> Um, gosh, um, it's hard to say, uh, but why don't I start out? I think Paul is gonna have a lot to say about a certain something, so let's not start with him. Let's, uh, uh, why don't you start off this category, Sean? Excellent. So I get to be a sap again. And I don't care. Well, you not set really. the it's tone, really Sean. Step. You set the tone. I set the tone. <laughs> so uh, many people might know that uh, I'm I'm what they call retrenched at the moment, which mm-hmm. means at my present job, I this is my last year. I'm lucky I get the full year. I didn't find out over summer that I had been retrenched, and then I don't have a job because in academia, as Daniel well knows, it could take a whole year before you find a new job. So I've been on the job market. And uh, I am trying to be as positive as possible. So my other thing that I'm excited about is the fact that I have two interviews next week and a materials request to deal with tonight. Uh, And all of them appear to be jobs that will let me have at least a little bit of my geek self represented in what I would teach. So if I get one of them, that'll be nice. And they take me to other parts of the country I've never lived. So uh, it could be exciting. We'll see. I don't know. But at the very least, I'm kind of excited to see where I end up landing and what kinds of weird and fun stuff I get to do. Uh, and so that's what I'm excited about. I'm trying to be happy and joyful about 
the fact that I have to sell my house and move all my shit to someplace else. But I could end up in a really cool place with a really cool job teaching really cool nerd stuff, so. You deserve that. You Thank deserve you. that. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just English. job interviews. Calm down. <laughs> well, still, that's good. That In academia, that is good. <laughs> yeah. It's a start. It's a start. Yeah. So there we go. Anyway, that's me. Uh, so then, uh, let's see. Let's go with uh, Brandon. Brandon, your other thing. Go. Uh oh. Uh okay. Cool. Um, my other thing is also a TTRPG. Weirdly enough, it's a TTRPG that I'm very intrigued by, as a thing that people will play and as a design object. But I myself will never play it. And when you hear what it is, you will understand why. Um, so I met this wonderful designer at Big Bad Con last year called Lila McBeef Fujiwara, um, uh, because we were both, um, in the cohort of that year's, um, uh, scholarship for POC, uh, designers. Um, and I think, uh, Lila is brilliant and has so many, like, remarkable, uh, uh, RPG, uh, ideas. And one of them, a thing that I had read on itch, uh, the Ashcan for on itch is presently on Kickstarter with only hours left before it closes and is 600% funded, which is Jukebox, um, which is, uh, a, um, musical, uh, karaoke themed, uh, TTRPG where you essentially run the construct you you essentially play characters in a jukebox musical and resolve actions in the plot by actually singing which i think is rad you're never gonna catch me playing it but i really want to see other people play it because i think that that's really lovely um uh i ob- like i care a lot about ttrpgs about music because like one of the things that i'm working on is also a musical themed rpg where you don't sing um but where the act of engaging with music is part of how you play um so i just dig it a lot when other people are like no we're going to go the whole way you have to sing to play this game um one of the things that you need to play the game is literally a computer with internet access so you can play the backing track to the song that you're gonna sing um and i think that that's amazing i'm very eager to see like people uh actual play that less as we are playing a game and more as look at us perform this musical because that's going to be really wild um So I think that's really cool. And I think that other people, if that's a thing that you're into, you should back it now because it's only live for a couple more hours. Oh. What is it called again? It's called Jukebox, the karaoke musical tabletop role-playing game. And I'm putting a link. Am I putting a link? I am putting a link in chat There is a link. There's a link in the script at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So that's me. Uh, Fantastic. Daniel? Okay. Um, so what I'm looking forward to in 2024 is in Skiffy and Fanty, actually. Uh, Paul and Trish are going to start doing a mining the genre asteroid um, component to the podcast. I'm very excited about getting to learn about not just 
therefore new books, but old works as well. And so they're going to be talking about classics and forgotten classics and interesting things from the back catalog of science fiction throughout its throughout the ages. And I am someone that I'm limited in what I have read. Even though I read like crazy, I read so many genres. Like I've never read Dune. I've never read a lot of things that are considered classics of science fiction. Uh, and then I started reading like new stuff and reviewing new stuff that I never have time or take the time to read some of those older things. And so the first one they're doing when Sean's doing as well, joining in for it, um, the Demon Seed? Demon, Demon Breed. Breed. Demon Breed. The Demon Breed. Um, I ordered a, co- a used copy because it sounded awesome. There were like intelligent otters in it and there were biological themes, ecological themes in it. And so I, I'm really looking forward to uh, future ones that they and uh, hopefully others will take part in as well. And along those same lines, I've been excited getting the, the blog up and running again. And I'm hoping we're able to do things, similar things along the lines to that kind of feature on the blog as well. Talking about older things, essays about, you know, comparing different kinds of works. Trish did a little of that last year. Um, I'd love to see um, more of that, not just always focusing on the brand new things. So I'm excited about that. Uh, so I'll go with Trish next. <laughs> okay. Um, well, yeah, uh, uh, that's definitely one thing. Um, uh, I, I think, uh, uh, new stuff is really exciting and, and, uh, great. Um, uh, but there are quite a lot of, uh, uh, unfairly overlooked, uh, gems back in the past. I think we'll probably steer away from Hugo winners and probably award winners in general just because there are podcasts that focus on that. So I think we'll be hunting the uh, the uh, hidden gems more. Um, and there are lots of them. <laughs> there are lots out. of them. Uh, and, and things that have been erased <laughs> unfairly um, because of who wrote them. Um, so yeah, we'll be on the lookout for stuff like that. And um, uh, we could even try and put out schedules at least a couple weeks in advance in case people want to follow along um but uh we're we're still hammering out our first our our first one and we'll make plans a little better after the first one goes out but yeah looking forward to that um as for my pick um for other of 2024 i don't know if i'll be able to go to this but i am looking forward Sorry, my heater just kicked on. Um, I'm looking forward with great interest as I speak into the microphone uh, to... Um, that doesn't help. Uh, that actually makes it worse. No, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you want to skip to somebody else and I'll mute myself? No, just keep talking. It, it While you talk, it it, it, dis, it gets cut in the background. Yeah, I am anticipating probably my, my most huge anticipation for genre of 2024 is the business meeting at Glasgow 2024 Worldcon. <laughs> I'm not sure if I will be there because Glasgow doesn't have, uh, doesn't require masks or v- vaccinations. And so I'm just not sure if I'm going to have the nerve and the finances to go there this year. 
Uh, but uh, I will absolutely be <laughs> waiting with very, very keen interest to find out what they're going to do to try to prevent uh, fiascos like the 2023 Hugo ineligible uh, situation from recurring. Um, but uh, other than that, of course, uh, if I don't go in person, I'll go virtually. That means I can't go to the business meetings, but I'm sure there will be a lot of great stuff uh, virtual too. And uh, for in-person stuff, I think I'll probably try to make it to um, World uh, sorry, 4th Street Fantasy uh, uh, up in the Northlands um, in June or July, but that is a con that does require masks and vax, so those are the kind that I feel comfortable in going to. Okay. And that leaves one person, right? <laughs> I believe that leaves... Uh, that, 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 I think that's just well, one well, person I, left. And, and, that, now, and now I have to come up with something new. Oh, no! Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry if I stole your thunder, but you can talk more about it. No, no, I will pick something different. No. Um, I'm sorry. So, so I'm sorry. that's that's all right. I mean, yes, I could speak more length about about that, but I choose not to. Um, you already spoke. You, you spoke, uh, and I don't want to steal your thunder or uh, deprotagonize you. So, one thing I'm looking forward to in 2024 is something that I express outward frustration at the time but i do enjoy all the same i am absolutely positively possibly the worst possible person to actually do to be a participant but he allows me to anyway so i am looking for in 2024 is playing more games with sean on his alphabet streams on tuesdays and thursdays i am absolutely positively terrible at shooting up games I can't hit a thing to save my life. I get shot and die all the time. I'm absolutely horrible at. I'm horrible. I'm horrible at games in general. It's. I'm just like except for except for very few games. I'm just terrible at games in general. I am unlucky, unskilled, untrained. I I just suck. But I do have fun playing with Sean, his brother, and the other people who show up on Sean's stream and on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I'm looking forward to more more terrible shooting action from me. Yes, are, yes, Daniel, yes, you have a question. Daniel, you have a hand. Yes. Yeah, it, it just made me think of a question. I can't hear you. Did I I you're muted. This? You're muted. Oh. You muted yourself. Oh. Come on, it's 2024. Sorry, what did I do? <laughs> okay, uh, sorry. So maybe I dreamed this, but I thought I remembered seeing somewhere that Sean's mother was going to be on playing a game as well in the yeah. future did come on is that correct so my mom does play well so paul's talking game like video games but my mom will be there this coming tuesday theoretically this episode will be out by then but uh this tuesday uh she'll be playing in the second part of a ruthless high which is a DD actual play and she plays a character in that yes yes i, sh I should point out that I have been contracted to run another Cats of Cthulhu game for Sean's stream sometime. Correct. You must, because, gosh darn it, my character's a musical genius, okay? Your character is a genius of some kind. I don't know what kind of <laughs> that would be. He's but, in charge of his own cult. It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. So, yes. So, if you want to watch watch me run a game, you can do that on Sean's stream. 
Yeah, at some point we'll get that back up. But the thing coming on Tuesday, my mom playing. And Stephen Guy yes. Miller and Chad is the GM of that game. So Right. So um oh good. I didn't re- I didn't expect to be last. I'm not even sure where I'm supposed to be on the script here. Um It's uh, fine. Okay. It, it's my job now. Now it's your job. It's back to H one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we got okay, through everybody, okay. right? There's nobody left? Everybody no, I was, I, I was last because everyone thought yeah. I was going to talk about Scotland, but I didn't. That's okay. Well, there is a world kind of coming, but Trish covered it. So, okay, guys. So, uh, wonderful. So that kind of is the end of this first episode of the entire season. That That gets us done. We're done. We've done an episode. So with that in mind... Uh, More chaos to come. Oh, God, there's going to be so much chaos because we are not professionals at all. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have sponsors. We are beholden to nobody. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, if you would like to let us know uh, what you thought about this episode, if there are things you'd like to share and you were not able to be with us live today, you can, of course, do so. You can go to skiffyinfanti.com slash listener suggestions and leave comments there. You can also email us at skiffyinfanti at gmail.com. If you'd like to send a comment to us, we also take suggestions for things. If you'd like to suggest things uh, for the show, we are skipping Fanti on basically every social media place except the hell hellhole place. So you will find us on Blue Sky Threads, Instas, TikTok, and elsewhere. So please follow us, Skiffy and Fanti. All our links, including our newsletter and to our Patreon, are on our link tree: l i n k t r dot e e slash Skiffy and Fanti. And as a reminder, if you love what we do. You can give us money at patreon.com slash Fanti, which we will absolutely use for appropriate things. And more importantly, give us uh, some love by leaving five-star reviews on various places like iTunes and so on. So there you go. So Trish, where can folks find you? You can find me uh, on Skiffy and Fanti, of course, my reviews there uh, and podcasts. Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky at P.E. Matson. Uh, and you can find me on Mastodon, uh, newsy.social slash at Trish E.M. And on my blog at what's the word now dot blogspot dot com. Where you do reviews. Where I do reviews and sometimes write about other stuff, too. Uh, uh, Daniel? Daniel's just supposed to naturally progress to Daniel, (laughs) uh, but... She's not following the script. Wait, I don't get to introduce Paul then after I'm done? Yes, you do. Sure. No, you don't get to introduce... You just go. Uh, You just, like, say your thing so people know where to find (laughs) you. This is supposed to be the easy part, guys. (laughs) Sean, how long have you done this this channel? (laughs) There's no easy part, Sean. You can find me at reading1000lives.com or at reading1000lives on Blue Sky. That's reading one zero 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 lives. And Paul, where can we find you, Prince Justin? You can you can eligibly find me across the internet as Prince Justin. I do book reviews at Skipping and Fanti, Nerds of a Feather, File Seven Seventy. I just had a post on the sec- on the second Zelazny collection come up yesterday um on reactor um you throw a you throw a, a book across the internet and you'll hit one of my book reviews i swear i don't know I, I don't know what i do with myself i also podcast i also stream with sean and of course i take more photos than is positively healthy <laughs> and as um how about you brandon 
Hi, you can find me almost everywhere on the internet at The Rising Tides, uh, on my newsletter, which is also my website at brandonobrian.xyz, and at speculatorsf.com, where I also podcast and play games. Excellent. And for me, uh, I am at seanduke.net. Obviously, I'm also on Alphabet Streams. I twitch my own stuff on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central. There is a schedule. It is fun. Uh, sometimes we have good times. I'm at patreon.com slash thejoyfactory, and I'm on various socials, unfortunately, with more than one name, but that includes things like Blue Sky Threads, TikTok, YouTube, Insta, and Mastodon, among others. You can go to linktr.ee slash Sean Duke, and that's Sean with a U. So there we go. All right, I got to make it awkward, because that is required according to the Skiffy Fanny Bylaws. Sean, Trish gets to make it awkward. Wait, yes, someone changed that. That's not what it said in the script. Wow. Who changed that? I didn't wow. change it. But the script says the script I get says. to sign off. No, no, you get to sign off. I get to make it awkward. No, the script's correct. What do you mean? It says okay. H2 sign off response. Yeah, yeah, but make it awkward's above that. Mm-hmm. See that? You see that? Okay, like yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I, I feel like this should All right, come to a vote. All right, so vote. you say, make it awkward, end this, and then I end this, right? Well, you can say your sign-off, but everybody has a sign-off, apparently, because people made their own. So it doesn't necessarily have to be you. Look, guys, <laughs> we really know what we're doing when we make this podcast. We really well, do. Well, I thought something <laughs> up and everything, so. <laughs> well, look, I think given this interaction, we can call this awkward. So awkward ending <laughs> and scene. And now everybody else can do their sign-offs now. <laughs> Y'all have a good week. Take care of yourselves. And if you can, help take care of each other. The spice must flow. Stay frosty. <laughs> Adieu, adieu, to you, and you, and you. <laughs> uh, I can follow that up, Brandon. <laughs> I am not, nope. Everybody have a good night. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first Bueller answer. <laughs> All right. And on that note, we are ending the show oh, God. right good now. Good night, Brad. It's going away. Good, good night, everybody. Bye. Take care. Be safe. Don't do anything illegal. Don't die. If you want to support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash skiffyandfanty or skiffyandfanty.com, our website, where you can get access to all of our fancy things. Our music comes from Holy Mole. You can support him and his work at patreon.com slash holy mole. Thank you for listening. <laughs>